Please note that the following podcast includes discussions of crimes and violence. It may contain graphic descriptions that could be disturbing to some listeners. The show also features talk about the consumption of cannabis, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I ate ice cream tonight. Oh, that's good. So the fat from the ice cream is like, because if you have a glass of milk Mm -hmm. after you smoke or after you have candy or edibles, it will increase the high. Oh. And I'm like, Frig, I just ate a (laughs) We went to Menchie's after because why not, right? Why not have $50 worth of ice cream? Yeah, why not? Why not? And then, and bring most of it home with lids on it and nobody will ever eat it. (laughs) That's why I do Dairy Queen and just get the ice cream cone. Oh, dude, I wanted to so bad, but no, like, and my kids, I mean, they wouldn't have cared. I, I just, I'm like, (laughs) that's why though, this is kicking me hard (laughs) and I, fucking love it <laughs> so for those who are uh listening and wondering what <laughs> melissa's rambling on about she's fuckered <laughs> hey. she is flying like a kite right now i'm also like i haven't slept since yesterday or the night before maybe no that's a lot i slept for 10 minutes this afternoon why it's just been a very full day <laughs> that didn't like that started like two days ago though <laughs> oh yes um Johnny came home last night in the middle of the night it's like 12 31 from work drove back from the Fort McMurray and uh um holy fuck I cannot do this Linnea look at me I'm <laughs> like Anyway, he got home late and then no sleeping. He was he he's getting allergies from being at home because of the animals. So yeah. he was like sneezing and coughing. And then all of a sudden there was kids because Papa's home. And then all of a sudden it was like six o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I'm tired. And then we drove to Calgary so he could catch a flight. And then I drove home and then I spent the day with awesomeness people and at the garden wholesaler show and and now I'm here with you and you're wearing green oh today's been very green I love it okay oh okay hi Linnea (laughs) hi Melissa what do you got today (laughs) what do I got today oh a story this one's this one's it's it's a rough one so yeah sorry to bring your high to a low (laughs) no it's okay but uh yeah I'm actually on the ball. I have two written this week. 
We're only recording the one right now. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. And this episode. The one for not next week, but it would be the week after. It's short. It's not not a long okay. one. But uh this one, this one's a little bit well, it's about my standard length, I think. Uh I think all of your podcasts are the perfect length. They're pretty close. They almost always end up being re- almost right around the same amount of time. And that's purely by fluke because we ramble. We're good. Before we're just after. We're just good. We're good at what we do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, well, from what I remember, they go right around that one hour, six minute mark. Yeah, it's that's true. It is. Like quite a few times I've had, I look up and I'm like, 106, really? <laughs> Where's that fucking button now? <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Watch, see what it ends at. Yeah, I we'll will see. be rambly. I am going to try. I will zip it. It's no, fun. no. If you have things to say, say them, obviously. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Talking okay. So this one happens in Oregon. An episode what? Is it? Oh shit! I gotta change the thing. It's um episode forty. Everyone, forty. Oh, I gotta change we're, both the numbers on the board. We're of like that persuasion. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Next episode will be my 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 age episode. Does that mean we get like a champagne joint or something? Hmm? Probably not. Is that such <laughs> a thing as a champagne joint? I have no idea. Champagne. Where am I at? Where's my fours? I find A's. Four. Come on. Four. Four. I found the zero. Where's the four? Now we need a hero. Oh, found (laughs) it. There it is. I just had to apparently flip the bag over. I mean, it's a clear bag. You can see through it. Oh, my Oh my god, that's what she said. The clear what? I'm confused now. Are we talking? What are we talking? Comments. I just got a what that's what she said moment. Oh. I'm there. Okay. But yeah, so episode 40. And this one is the disappearance of Ashley Pond and Miranda Gaddis. So this takes place in Oregon City, Oregon. So, yeah. So, let's get into it. So, Ashley Pond was a happy 12-year-old girl who lived in Oregon City, Oregon, with her mother, Lori, and her sister, Brianna. Uh, Oregon City boasts a population of about 37,000 and change. Um, People as a... uh, So, there's that many people as of 2021. So, probably more than that now. When I was born, that was Red Deer. (laughs) What is Red Deer's population now? 100,000. Is it a hundred now? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, Black Falls. It, God, it's it's boomed so much. We're over ten thousand people. Yeah. We could technically classify ourselves as a city, though. That would be retarded, stupid. That would be really stupid. <laughs> oh my God! Sorry, everyone. Anyways, yeah, it'd be really stupid for us to do that, being as we can barely function as a town. Some days, I swear. Maybe you guys could get an Olive Garden, though, finally. Ooh, before Red Deer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be so awesome. Be like, In your face, Red Deer. I mean, they've only been promising for freaking years that they get a Red Lobster and an Olive Garden. And then they were going to. I think they actually signed on. And then COVID hit. 
and then they we were also supposed to get an ikea warehouse as well and that never happened yeah that's where lowe's is that that's why they built out that complex that's where ikea was supposed to go that's where all this stuff was supposed to go no way and it never happened because of covid well thank you for that covid you are saving my pocketbook yeah because if there was an ikea (laughs) i would live there i would have a job there i would okay can we we should probably ashley pond was a 12 year old girl yeah in oregon city oregon um (laughs) Fun fact, Oregon City was founded in 1829. So that makes the city almost 200 years old. So that's pretty cool. Cool. I like 200-year-old cities. Ew. You in, you're really into those dudes that are like, you're like, wow, no. Are you I was wow? an Egyptian once, that's why. <laughs> I are you tra- tracking your head on the zoom screen no. <laughs> she's like weaving back and forth on the screen <laughs> oh my god this is a train wreck episode just, just... <laughs> what did you what did you smoke uh it was okay an mtl jungle cake and i there's so there's three of them and they're like half a gram half yeah half. What's, the, what's the percentage like 30 <laughs> jesus dude okay yeah so so yeah she's gonna be I, only had, I only had half of it i couldn't even like this is yeah. oh if i finished it i oh, can I because i've done her. that i've Maybe. done that with this, some of those 30 percent half grams and oh. ooh, it makes doing a puzzle very difficult like this episode it's kind of a puzzle isn't it listeners <laughs> yes okay thanks for joining us i will let linnea continue again yes so ashley lived with her mom and her sister and then eventually down the road Lori's boyfriend james uh sorry if i say your name wrong james uh james kitely uh moved in with the family um he was great with the girls like took them on as his own kids kind of like was he loved them just as much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was, uh, and well, and as soon as James and Lori works, um, should I say, not long after he moves in, him and Lori create life, and she is now with child. Um, oh, yeah, but gross. why? It's beautiful, the miracle of birth. Anyways, um. <laughs> But Ashley and, like, her sister, they were both very excited about the new baby arriving Mm -hmm. because Ashley, she just, she loved family. She loved kids. Like, she liked Mm it. Um, So, on January 9th, 2002, Ashley was running a bit late for school. So, she quickly got dressed, grabbed a quick breakfast, and as she went out the door, she yelled, I love you, bye, uh, to her mom, and then quickly started to make the 10-minute walk to go catch the bus. Uh, so she lives kind of in an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And I think she lived at the far end of it. So it's kind of like a dead end. And so they'd have to walk all the way up past all these things in order to get to the bus stop out on the main road. So, yeah, so the time I walked to catch the bus. But in order to get there in time, she would have to run. So she's like, I'm late. I got to go. 
okay. Yeah. So Ashley was also part. Um, so this is me telling more about what she is. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley was also part of the school dance team. Um, they they had a couple two dance teams I think it was and uh I can't remember what the names were of them but she was very heavily involved in dance um uh so Ashley part of school dance team and they would often do practice after school so that evening her mother Lori was waiting at home for Ashley to call her to come pick her up from practice so so far Lori thinks everything's normal and fine okay um but the phone didn't ring so eventually Lori starts to get worried and calls you know the school to see if Lori had been at practice and she learns that no one had seen Ashley at all um oh my god just I wrote that wrong I gotta correct that I said to see if Lori and this should be Ashley there we go okay sorry to see if Ashley had been at practice um and Lori learned that no sh- no one had seen her and that in fact she hadn't even made it to school that day so that like it makes my stomach queasy yes as a mom i get it that That's... just like i got like chills shivers goosebumps. Yes. i don't know all the things Ugh. yeah so Lori immediately calls the police to file a missing person report um yeah, the operator takes down the report and dispatches some officers to go to Ashley's home to gather further information. Uh, police began investigating Ashley's disappearance like immediately, uh, but their theory was that maybe Ashley had run away. Like they were just like, "Oh, she's probably just a runaway," you know, typical teenage oh. behavior. Blah yeah. blah blah. Um, but despite this was their theory, despite the fact that Lori uh, kept telling them over and over again that Ashley wasn't in any way the type of girl to run away Hmm. so but she was happy uh, yeah yeah she was happy she didn't seem to have any grievances with anyone and she just wasn't the type to cause trouble so by the next day the whole city knew of ashley's disappearance and fellow kids from her school were beginning to get scared because they Mm -hmm. don't think it was a super common thing to happen no yeah, so when police search Ashley's bedroom for clues, they discovered that all of her favorite things were still there. You would think that she would have taken at least some of them with her if she was running away. Like, you you just would. Like, I would be taking my pillow. <laughs> the perfect size for my neck. And if I don't use this pillow, I will wake up a borderline paraplegic. Yeah. You don't so. just don't sleep. You need the pillow. I get it. Oh, yeah, the that... amount of pain afterwards if I don't have my pillow is ridiculous. Like I have originally fish, uh, officially reached. Sorry, the status of age where you actually have a favorite pillow and you will die without it. That's <laughs> that's amazing. I would take running shoes. I would know, have because I, I was running slippers. away. If my bunny slippers aren't in the house, yeah, I ran away. I Which take, I take I, running shoes. <laughs> running shoes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so uh, Ashley's family immediately started canvassing the neighborhoods, putting up missing person flyers, talking to people. Like they're like, okay, if you guys aren't going to take this as like a kidnapping situation yeah yeah then we're we're going to do it ourselves so police begin to start trying to retrace ashley's steps 
The last place that they knew Ashley had been for sure, though, unfortunately, was the apartment complex in which she lived. So her house. Right. In the morning. Yeah. So they they didn't really have anywhere. Um, They traced her route from the apartment to where her bus stop was located. So, like, they walked the way trying to see if they yeah. could see anything out of the usual. Um. And no signs of Ashley were found. Uh, police noted that the apartment complex was surrounded by wooded areas, um, very thickly wooded. Uh, there was a shortcut through the woods that kids would sometimes take to get to the bus stop. So they even checked along that pathway and didn't find anything there either. No signs of like somebody being grabbed. You know, you would assume school books would be dropped, things like that. Yeah. So next, police began to interview kids from the bus stop. Uh, they were able to determine that Ashley had never made it to the bus stop that morning. So Ashley had to have disappeared somewhere between the apartment and the bus stop. And it's a 10-minute walk? Yeah, 10-minute walk. Mm. So it's not a very long walk. That's like such a short window. Yeah. And it's probably technically even shorter because if the kids at the bus stop don't even remember seeing her, they wouldn't have seen her for whatever distance they could see her. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder so, if it's like a street though. If like even if it's heavily wooded and there's a shortcut, like how from what I could see from the maps, they if is it's kind of like you come up the road and then you turn and it's a little bit over and there's the bus stop. So okay. you're you're not gonna see the whole laneway. You're okay. only gonna see that corner. That corner. Yeah. So she didn't make it that far. Mm. So naturally. And what is quite common in cases like this, the police began to look at those who are closest to Ashley. So Lori suggested to the police that her ex, Wesley uh, Rodiger, uh, should be questioned about Ashley's disappearance. He had a lengthy criminal history of which 39 counts of sodomy and sexual abuse involved his own daughter, Ashley. So involved. Yep. Yep. Her ex? Yeah, her ex. Oh, that is yeah, all and, sorts of fucked up right there. And I believe her ex is Ashley's father. What was his name? Did you say his name? Wesley Rotiger. Okay, Wesley. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> That's, yeah. What the had, fuck? <laughs> so yeah. His, yeah. So thirty-nine counts of sodomy and sexual abuse involving his own daughter Ashley. So he pled guilty to the lesser charges. So one count of sexual abuse, like he had quite a few, but he pled guilty to the one uh, for which he was given six months probation and then released. So lame, really lame. Six months probation. For sexually abusing your daughter. Your child. Yep. That, that, like, that, that tracks that. No, that fucking doesn't track. No, it's bullshit. What the hell? We can say it. That's fucking bullshit. Um, uh, he <gasps> did, and he did live in the area, like not in that apartment complex, but in the Oregon City area somewhere. Okay. So in that in that thirty seven thousand population area. Yeah. Roughly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when police interview uh, Wesley, he actually tells them that he is happy that Ashley turned him in back when the bad stuff happened um, and that he had serious problems back then and that he had a serious drug problem 
and that now because of this he was actually able to get the help he needed to come get clean so he do, he doesn't he's not mad at her he's not angry with her he, he kind of in a way he's grateful that she did what she did it's unfortunate that that had to happen he's lucky he didn't get murdered yeah yeah he's very lucky because if it had been my if kid i would have yeah i would have <laughs> i would have he would not be found and um, like we don't we we always speak against murder but in this case no i just to fully admit what i would probably end up doing in this case yeah <laughs> so wesley told police that him and his father had gone for breakfast that day um that ashley went missing and then he had worked on an old truck with his dad for like the rest of the day and his dad did confirm that yeah his alibi was in fact correct so he was kind of eliminated uh police then began to look at Lori herself so ashley's mom Mm -hmm. uh Lori, when asked about her relationship with ashley told the truth that like most relationships between a teen and their mother they have their ups and downs and nothing out of the ordinary just typical teenage angst so just your typical average teenager so yeah police asked Lori to do a polygraph test uh but when she does the test she passes with flying colors like mm-hmm. like we all expect um so next they naturally question Lori's boyfriend james well you know as you would um so james gets very emotional uh when asked about ash's disappearance not in a mad way but in more of a worried parent way like oh, he really yeah. cared he for, these- for her yeah okay uh, so police didn't think that he was involved at all. So they wrote him off the list. Okay. Approximately nine days after Ashley's disappearance, Oregon City Police contact the FBI asking for their assistance in the investigation as they were coming up with nothing. And they figured they might have different resources or yeah, different insight, you know, fresh yeah. eyes. So the FBI agreed to join the investigation and began talking to people in the neighborhood and began to compile a list of people who needed to be interviewed. So the FBI were able to discover that at least 100 sexual offenders were in or had access to the apartment complex. Oh, that... It just te- goes to prove you never know who your neighbors are. It just makes my skin, like, just... Crawl? Creepy. Crawl, just, yeah, ugh. like... <laughs> You should probably add a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, maybe it might be an idea. And we're saying it now in the middle. No, but <laughs> Those of you who are tuned in, but it will be at the beginning too by the time this airs because Linnea will add it because she's got yeah. magic. She's got magic. <laughs> okay. Not much. It's, it's just uh, that garage. Tell them the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> So 100, uh, oh. 100 sexual offenders in the area. So many of the people who lived in the com- in that complex who were interviewed by the FBI could not be eliminated as suspects. That's How what many? they come up with. Almost everybody that they put on this list of ones to be interviewed could easily be suspects in one way or another. Like, they couldn't eliminate them. Any of them. Most of them. Yeah, like a lot of them. That's disturbing. (laughs) And like, 
in like pictures of the area so we see it doesn't look like a ghetto neighborhood it doesn't but looking now too while you talk but yes yeah oh my fucking god yeah so uh so yeah cannot be eliminated suspects and they all seem capable of committing the crime so that's really bad when the fbi can't even narrow it down so miranda gaddis one of ashley's close friends yeah um she's also in the dance team with ashley Mm -hmm. um brainstorms and comes up with the idea for a dance competition to raise money for a reward to help find ashley so she wants to help her friend okay like she wants to find her uh the reward uh with help from both the fbi the fundraiser and the oregon city police department um came to sixty thousand dollars so fair reward so on march 8th 2002 Two months after Ashley disappeared, mm-hmm. Miranda Gaddis also disappears. So I don't like this. <laughs> no, I know. It's kind of like in the one video I watched on it, you could see they the news people actually interview Miranda about mm-hmm. Ashley. And you could just see she's like, I just want a home. Like she's just like just the love she has for her friend like it's just you feel and then you hear this and it's just like oh god right shake it up yeah so miranda had attended the same school as ashley danced in the same group as ashley and even lived in the same apartment complex as ashley uh miranda lived there with her siblings and her single mother miranda too had suffered sexual abuse at the hands of her mother's boyfriend when she was younger Mm. and Yeah, at that time, her and her siblings were removed from the home and placed into foster care. So she could also understand what her friends went through and vice versa. Like, I don't think I want to live in that town of 37,000 people because maybe just not in in that area. Not feeling very safe to me for any children, for sure. Yeah. Perhaps. Because, so yeah, wow. uh, by 2002 so the year this all goes down Miranda and her siblings are back home with their mom so I'm not sure if said boyfriend or whatever is out of the picture sounds like he probably would be because I imagine that's the only way she would get her kids back mm-hmm. yeah so on March 8th Miranda and her siblings are getting ready for school and her mother says goodbye as she heads off to work so she left before the kids. Uh, later, when Miranda's mother makes it home from work, Miranda is nowhere to be found. Um, her mom decides to call the school, but only learns that Miranda had never shown up for school that day. And Miranda's mom immediately calls the police and tells them Miranda is missing and that the last time she saw her was at 730 that morning um, when she left to go to work. So immediately she knew something was wrong. Mm. Yeah. So police searched the area again, and just like when Ashley disappeared, there was no sign of Miranda anywhere. With Miranda's disappearance, police now know uh, that there is someone in the area taking these girls. So they're more than confident it's the same person. So the FBI and the Oregon City Police formed a task force. Everything ramped up. Billboards were put up with missing posters. Police were even having check stops um, where they would question drivers. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, another round of door-to-door interviews was done at the apartment complex. Uh, the police even asked residents if they would consent to searches of their apartments, and some of which I'm sure it seemed like they did comply. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't want to be on that list of suspects. Yeah, and if I was on that list of suspects, I'd be like, yeah, you you, you get search the search because I don't want to be on that list. Yeah. Right? I know I can't prove anything, but I don't want to implement myself in any way. So yes, come, yeah. come on in. <laughs> yeah. So one resident, Ward Weaver, lived near the bus stop. He lived uh, there with his two sons as well as his daughter, Mallory. And Mallory was the popular girl in school. And a lot of kids would hang out at her house. As what usually happens, right? Right. So he was like kind of like the cool dad that would like give them all like pop and candy and like snacks and you could hang out. Yeah, you you felt like it was a safe place to be. Right. So please when question it's still is please tell me it'll be a safe place to be after this. Well, I, I we're only on page yeah. seven, so we got like five more pages. Okay, so <laughs> Um, so we're met. Well, when questioned by police, Ward was uh, Ward had claimed that Ashley was not a happy kid, and then he figured she'd definitely run away. So that completely goes against anything anybody else has said, for one. So that's weird. Um, he also didn't have much of anything to say about Miranda or the fact that she was missing. So police then asked him where he had been that morning, and he immediately said he had an alibi for both days. So they were talking about Miranda's day, not Miranda and Ashley's day. And he immediately is like, oh, no, I have an alibi for both. It's not what we asked you, dude. <laughs> like, who? Like, like that's giving conscience. too much too much information, uh, right? I have a guilty conscience, perhaps, somewhere. Or... Yeah. It just seems a little bit like, okay, dude, you don't really need to tell us all of that it's like somebody asking you like where do you live and then you tell them your entire history of how you got to that place like oh wait you're not supposed to do that no not really that's called rambling and people think it's weird i do it all the time not the people that listen to our podcast though no (laughs) they love us (laughs) i love us at least i think they do maybe they do I love it. <laughs> we have fun. We do. Um, so, yeah. Continue again. <laughs> so, um, so he said that he had an alibi for both days. Um, that he had been at work with both girls uh, when both girls had gone missing. He allowed police to conduct a search of his house and property, but they didn't find anything. So police then began to focus their attention on two young men who live in the apartments. Ashley's sister described the two men, uh, known as Scott and Adam, um, as perverts because they always seem to be staring at young girls. These guys are in their early twenties, like so staring at girls. Unfortunately for us, because yeah, this is why we have to carry fucking things to protect ourselves. Anyway, yes, yes. (laughs) So they were known to hang out at the playground, which is also weird and kind of cringy. And they were old enough that for them to be hanging out around school age girls was not cool. Appropriate? Not in the slightest. Not appropriate. This is Ward saying these things? 
Uh, no, this is now we've kind of moved password and we're, this is the police interviewing and stuff. But who, okay. Who gave them the boys names though? Sorry, oh, the, I thought you said that. It Ashley's sister. Ashley's oh, Ashley's sister. sister. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the two young men attend a candlelight vigil for the missing girls. This vigil is also be, uh, being attended by undercover officers. Because it kind of mm-hmm. gives you, it almost gives you serial killer vibes, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes they'll return to the scene of the crime or right. kind of involve themselves in things, right? So I think they're hoping that the guy will show up at this vigil. So the two men are over here talking about how they didn't want to be caught as being involved with the case. Uh, so the two men were quickly put under surveillance by police because that didn't sound suspicious at all. Like I'm trying to like why what would but they I think okay okay <laughs> yeah it it makes sense but it doesn't make sense so <sighs> while under surveillance Scott and Adam were catcalling a young woman trying to get her into their vehicle uh, the cops did like interject they to make uh, sure the woman was safe like they mm-hmm. they intervened um this behavior was concerning enough for police to ask the two men to take a polygraph test yeah that's fair not admissible in court but it definitely helps police focus their investigation in a certain direction uh so the two take the test and pass so despite this they are interviewed for hours and a search of their apartment is conducted um nothing connecting them to the girls was found though okay good yeah they're just normal they're just assholes yeah so months pass by and nothing new comes up mallory weaver had been known to fight often with ashley so i guess at some point ashley had accused mallory's dad ward of actually sexually molesting her but nothing was done about it um nothing should i say nothing was done with the charges um, when Ashley made the accusations against Ward, a lot of her dance teammates turned on her because they all enjoyed hanging out at Mallory's house. Okay. So Miranda had been the only one to side with Ashley. So in May okay. of 2002, police bring Ward Weaver in to do a polygraph test because they didn't do one before when they talked to him, right? Right. So he cooperated, but the results showed that he had failed the test and not just a little failed it he tanked it like really failed it so piece of shit yes so the police began questioning those close to ward such as family and friends and they even questioned his ex-wife during all this they learned that ward had a violent history and also a history of sexual assault yeah, back in the 80s, he had attempted to rape uh, two young girls and actually had done prison time for the assault in California. Oh, oh my yeah. God. So police also discovered accusations that Ward had possibly sexually assaulted one of his own siblings. They also learned that violence seemed to run in the family as his dad was on death row for the murder of a woman. His father had buried the woman's body in the backyard and a young ward had helped pour concrete. Uh, sorry, helped pour a concrete patio over the grave. Oh fuck! Yeah. So this key point was something police focused on, as at the time of Miranda's disappearance, Ward had been pouring a concrete patio in his backyard, 
No. Yeah, so police began to wonder if this was a like-father-like-son situation. Monkey see, monkey do. Yes. So, unfortunately, though, police did not have enough evidence on Ward to get a search warrant for his property. No, because it's all just things that kind of point him out as someone that could do it 100%. He's a creep. Like he's a hundred percent a creep. And yeah, but it's all that that is is just evidence to that in that yeah. sense. It's not evidence that like he did anything bad. It's just that he's a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ward then did something completely bizarre. Hmm. He invited a TV news reporter to come into his home to talk about his innocence. Again, it's like one of those too much information kind of situations, you know, like nobody asked you, nobody asked you at all, but here you are going, hey, look at me. I didn't do it. It's like OJ. Writing a book saying if I did it. It would have looked like this. (laughs) Well, and did you ever watch that interview they did with him about his book? No. There were so many times that the 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 context that he put things in wasn't like if I did it, it was I did it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. So he invited this TV news reporter into his home to do an interview with him about his innocence. Mm-hmm. Um he paraded her through his house like see this is an inviting place blah 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 walks her over the patio in the backyard like literally walks over top of it shows her everything whatever not a big deal um and then he really seemed to have a thing with involving reporters like he would do interviews with any of them all the time everywhere so he seemed to enjoy being in front of the camera so after weeks of being under FBI surveillance, Ward starts telling people he is considering moving back to California. This concerned police as they were worried he was getting ready to flee. Because like they're if he goes then. Yeah, they're pretty sure mm-hmm. that he's involved somehow. So in the summer of 2002, so August 13th, 2002, 911 receives a frantic call from a woman. The girlfriend of one of Ward Weaver's sons had stopped by the Weaver house, gone inside, so Ward's house, gone mm-hmm. inside, and isn't, <clears throat> according to your description, almost immediately attacked by Ward. Um, And I guess he was trying to rape her. Oh my god. Yeah. His da- son's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so but she did manage to flee the home. Unfortunately, she was sans clothes, so naked as a jaybird. Um, I think she grabbed a tarp off like the front deck and basically ran for the road. Like terrifying. It is, yeah. So she flees the home naked and runs into the nearby road where someone gives her a ride down the hill to a store where she makes a 911 call. Um, identifying um, Ward as her attacker. So police quickly go pick up Ward's son's girlfriend. Um, His son's name is Francis. So Francis's girlfriend. 
uh, and take her back to the station before going on the hunt for Weaver. So they made sure she's safe. They want to get her checked out, you know, make sure she's okay. Um, a statewide manhunt then begins for Ward. They were able to locate and bring Ward into custody within a matter of hours. So he didn't get anywhere. Good. Yeah. So soon at, another 911 call comes in. This time from Francis Weaver. So Ward Weaver's son. Uh, Ward's son uh, and the boyfriend of the woman who was just attacked. Uh, Francis said he needed to tell police about what his dad did to Ashley and Miranda. In the call, he claimed uh, that his father had kidnapped, raped, and killed both of the girls. So because of that call and claims from, like, because of, I guess, basically the 911 call with the attack and the claims by Francis himself, uh, police were able to secure a search warrant for Ward's property. So. Police put up fencing around the entire property, make sure those who need to stay out, stay out, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, they also erected big tents to prevent the media from seeing in because they wanted to, protect if they found the anyone, yeah, protect, like, respect, right? Mm -hmm. um, plus, nobody needs to be seeing that shit. Like, that's just fucked. Um, so... Yeah, so to prevent the media from seeing what they were doing, uh, the police brought in dogs to begin searching the property. Uh, the dogs were quickly focused on a shed in the backyard. And upon opening the shed uh, door, the odor of decomp was overwhelming. Uh, Ward had hung fly strips all over, and they were completely covered in flies. Um, there was also a box in the shed that contained human remains. So what? the med, hmm? go ahead. The fuck, man. <laughs> Sorry, like what the hell? Yeah. Oh. So the medical examiner was able to identify the remains in the shed as those of Miranda Gaddis. They found Miranda. Yeah. So we still need to find Ashley. Mm. So next, police focus on the concrete slab in the backyard. They were used ground penetrating radar to see if anything was below the slab and results indicated that there was. So they began to rip up the slab and dig. And once the slab was gone, police discovered three barrels uh, that had been buried under the slab. So like, you know, those 55 gallon drums. Uh, oh, to do. I need to take a drink. My throat's dry. Okay. Yeah, so they were large oil drum style barrels. Ashley's remains were found in one of the barrels. And mm. yeah, Ashley's remains were different than Miranda's, though. Like, they weren't as decomposed. Um, and actually, police suspected she had been stored in a freezer at one point. Like, like there was like yeah. freezer burn or something. Well, or like... you can, if you look at cells, especially human cells after they've been frozen and thawed like the cells burst like there's oh, they're damaged okay yeah you can okay. tell yeah. yeah um so police suspected that she had been frozen at one point um they were able to locate a freezer on the property and inside it the inside of it smelled as though something dead had been kept in it for a while so 
that's gross um yeah ward was charged with rape and attempted murder uh and the attempted murder of his son's girlfriend uh he was also charged with aggravated murder for ashley pond and miranda gaddis um ward pled guilty to uh wow i will pleads guilty to the murder charges in exchange for not getting the death penalty so didn't even have to go to trial so he just said yep and i did it but don't kill me like well yeah so he got pretty much the next best thing why is my laptop not charging is it gonna die oh there we go no for some reason it did the connection (laughs) didn't it come up with the warning because I'm like an 8% battery life that would have sucked because I would have had to re-record it yeah or or, well no we would just do the five minutes later thing and just continue on but yeah anyways so he life in prison without parole so he's not not getting out that's not good no but life is only 25 years though I thought with no chance of parole no after yeah no chance of parole I don't know I think I'm not sure no like I I think like the max like sentence is 25 years like life is 25 years so once you've served 25 years you can get out but sometimes they can lessen it with parole early right isn't that about it I think by being like but it also depends on if they're running the sentences concurrently or consecutively because even then 25 years times two is 50 guarantee you he's like in his 40s if he's got a teenager Mm. early 40s like us right true so he's gonna be like in his 70s or 80s when he's out he shouldn't even so he's there now like he's yeah wow yeah so he's he's a piece of shit that's such devastating that's such a ter- oh yeah it's it's like it's a- he was about it's like he's a serial killer at that point right like i he, i would I mean, say he was attempting possibly to murder that like well, francis's girlfriend right somebody like, so close that could so easily be connected to him yeah like yeah fucking was- really well, all of them were connected to him, though, I guess, right? If Mallory Mallory was on the dance team, too. Yeah. And so, like, all those girls would hang out there. But this would be almost, like, directly related. Yeah. It's his son's girlfriend, like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what happens in people's heads? I just. <laughs> oh, those poor girls. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, so he's in prison. And like the oh, so like like there nothing would have happened. Like he pled guilty. That was it. He's just like, okay, fine, put me away. Like, did he realize he was not uh fit for like being in public for the rest of his life also? I don't know if he cared. Like, or what about his children? What happened to his kids? I'm assuming they probably 
went into foster care probably because if if yeah it's it's just a messed up situation overall mm-hmm. but like if he had pled not guilty and had gone to trial he can almost he could probably almost guarantee that he was going to get the death penalty because oregon has the death penalty right i mean if if he can avoid it even though he he I, feel I don't think he could. That he should not be allowed to avoid it. <laughs> no, I don't think he would have. Because as soon as I mean, you have two dead girls on your property. You're yeah. a pervert at the best of times. Like, yeah, jury's going to be like, it's going to be one of those ones. You know where I always like how I said last. Did I say last week? Maybe where it's like they only deliberate for like an hour or less you're oh, you're, yeah, fu- like you're fucking guilty dude like there's no way you're that innocent yeah well and i figure if it only takes them that long you should have just pled guilty to begin with perhaps just save people having to do jury duty like come yeah. on man right well all the things all the money all the resources to you i'm use. thinking more of the emotional shit those people had to be put through because yeah. i guarantee you if it had gone to trial they would have to see autopsy photos. They would have to see crime scene photos. They would have to hear constant stories of essay and rape and like, it, like the emotional part of that is just not do that to people. Yeah, yeah. However, if he, yeah, if he had chosen also to plead not guilty, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's up. yeah it is like like, under a concrete fuck oh what did they find in the other two barrels did you say i i couldn't find anything on the other two anything i'm curious they could have just been maybe they were probably like empty barrels to throw maybe there were his like not foundation but like yeah he's like well if i'm gonna dig one hole i might as well dig three because you know future spree here yeah going on a spree or maybe he planned to eventually rip up the slab and put Miranda's body under there too. It just seems that he put one in the barrel and made the slab and then just threw the other one in the shed, essentially. I'm how does someone not smell in the area if she was just in the shed? Like it's a they could have just thought like it's the wooded areas around there were very thickly wooded. They could have just literally thought it was a dead animal. I don't know if I. I would I could, be suspicious, especially since the fact not, that the girls in the area had just gone missing. Yeah, like there's. I have questions. Like why? What? Like that dead smell is unmistakable. Yeah, it's very distinct. You know that it's something like I had a mouse in the vent in my office in work one year, once a long years ago, yeah. and like I could, I knew I was like. Mm-mm. And I went and found the soup and I was like, um, like there's a dead animal in my office. That reminds me, I should go check my mouse traps out in the shed. Oh god. (laughs) I'm the only one who deals with them. Justin doesn't like doing it. I don't don't blame blame him, but I don't blame him either. (laughs) But like, Yeah. yeah, like I'm just like, if Miranda's body was there, like somebody had to have smelled that. Especially if they walked into the shed and it was that, the decomp smell was that bad. Like, it's an unmistakable smell. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's very distinct. 
like I just uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> try not to barf right now yeah no it's it's unfortunate because I mean both girls seem to have like a really hard upbringing and yeah. then to be taken out in the same way it's just <gasps> it, you feel really sad for them yes very they deserve so much better Poor girls. Poor kids. Yep. Babies. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's a good thing that next week is a shorter episode. And it's a little better in the fact that there's no essaying of children. Yes. Oh right. Yeah. Warning at the beginning. And in the middle and at the end. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it's. Crazy. So in the end, the lesson here is don't fucking murder. Just don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, Don't be a piece of shit human being, please. Don't. Do bad things to your children. Yeah. Don't, just don't. Don't do those things. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to have some nightmares tonight. No, I'm not. I'm just joking. You're going to um, go check all your children before you. I go. am going to go check all my children. And then I'm going to go watch some more murder, mis- murder, murder, murder. I'm going to watch some more murder documentaries on YouTube. <laughs> well, if you come across any good ones, make sure you let me know which ones. I have been well. I've been addicted to morbid the last little while. So yeah, there's their stuff is good. I like them. I'm, I'm enjoying them a lot, actually. I, I like that they're weird like us. So yes. Well, she listens to Ghost. She told they did this one on um the Torsker witch trials. Oh, okay. In Sweden. Yeah. Right. And she mentioned Tobias Forge, and I was like, wait a minute, I know that name. That's from Ghost. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then today's episode I was listening to, same thing. I was like, oh, she is a ghost fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they are weird like us. I love it. I like it. Yeah, it's good stuff. So. Yeah. Oh, I just found a new song that I really, really like. It come up on my Discover Weekly on Spotify. Ooh, is it Nickelback? No, I have totally fallen off my my train of being like, I would literally have to have it playing 24-7 now to hit that goal. Like I, I played it a lot so that like I was in the top half percent of like Spotify Nickelback yes. listeners. Yes, yes. So fallen off the But I do feel as though I listened to it a lot more throughout this year than I did last year. Okay. Because I made it a mission for the first like four months. Right. Like, oh, I'm like, you can make it a mission again for the last three weeks. <laughs> We're only in November. We got like six weeks. It's going to happen before we know it, though. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Load for crap's sake. Why is this thing not loading? I My Spotify app is so stupid lately. I think Mm. just internet in general has been. Yeah. It's not like dial-up days, but it is sure. It feels almost as bad, though. (laughs) Our our necessity, our, our addiction to the what is that the speed of the internet and the speed of life now 
oh yeah impedes impedes us when we come to like yeah but like we truly know what it means to just watch the clock tick by <laughs> i don't even get to see the clock tick by i look all we have. and then i look again and half of november is gone <laughs> except, for, except for today today it's like three o'clock and i'm like starting to pack things up and then i i'm like why is nobody else getting ready to leave like it's got to be like five or close <laughs> to five and then i look at my clock fuck it's not even three it was only like 245 <laughs> time went backwards and stopped you like, like it. what the hell yeah oh. well i checked my cell phone and computer like everything and i'm like those things would be connected to something that's correct so no but uh, yeah you went you fell in a different timeline yeah um timelines <laughs> ever, ever since time the like the clock changed this year i've been off like everything feels like it should be way later than it actually is by yes. at least about two hours well we drove we drove to taekwondo and we get at class we get there and it's 5 45 yeah it feels like 9 p.m at 5 45 mm-hmm. yeah i'm like and the kids even they're like, Mom, are we late for bed? I think we might have missed class. <laughs> like I tell you, it's that time of year in Canada where you get up and it's dark, you go to work, yes. and when you leave work, it's dark. Yeah. And the only reason why you know the next day that you're it's a different day is because you got different underwear on underneath your work clothes. And socks. Well, sometimes I wear my socks two days in a row because I'm lazy as shit. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not like I'm actually working hard. Like I'm not like manual labor. Yeah, so like my sweating. my feet don't sweat. Like they don't. So two days. No judgment here, Linnea. I know I'm not the only one. No, I know my brother used to just put another sock on over his other sock. Wait, what? And also, <laughs> yeah, he would just put another sock on over the other sock. Hey, he, he also looked clean. Yeah, like that's, he kept the old that sock would... on. But here's the thing. He had a he has a not had her because he still has it, but he has a prosthetic leg though. And one day my mom went to like put a shoe on for him because like he was doing and she couldn't get it on. And she looked, he had like 15 socks on the fucking foot. He would he wouldn't take the socks off that he wore before he just pulled it. Did he just forget that they were on? Just put it on out of <laughs> Was he just doing it to see if somebody would notice? I think so. (laughs) Okay, that sounds like something you would do. So yeah, it makes sense that your brother would do that too. Mom, she's just like, yeah, what the hell? She keeps pulling socks off, right? And he's laughing. Oh yeah, oh man. Well, no wonder your shoes don't fit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's weird right yes uh, but i have you know some children in my house that just put underwear on over their underwear and go about their day and, and, I, and i say excuse me are you wearing <laughs> underwear over your underwear did you forget to take off the other pair first and then they go huh oh there was days that i accidentally went to school in my pajama shirt instead because i forgot <laughs> to change my t-shirt i was wearing pants though that's good but i forgot my pajama shirt 
It was the one time I forgot to put my bra on when I went to work, but thank God I wear a really thick hoodie. So as soon as I had a chance to rip home at lunch, I was like, go in to put the bra on because I am uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, your nipples are like on your knees and that's tough. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Happens happens with age, Linnea. It's okay. Yeah. Mine are a good, a good distance from my knees still. Though every day, Justin jokes that we like the kids, we have the heights on the wall. They're like, we should have the the boob lowering on dropping down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's always my joke. When I walk, I can tickle my nipples with my hips. Like <laughs> oh, now that we're horrifying our <laughs> listeners. So anybody out there who is, gets mental images when you hear things like I do, I'm sure you're thoroughly freaked the fuck out right now and picturing really weird things about Melissa. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true though <laughs> yes one day it will happen <laughs> not to me but <laughs> no oh <laughs> but yeah i think the weather's changing my arthritis is killing me oh. feels like my arm shoulder like all of it wants to just explode right now oh. it hurts so bad that sucks I had that in my arm with COVID. No, it's not that. It's arthritis. But yours is not the same, but I also have arthritis. So maybe it just made it feel well, it is like an inflammatory kind of yeah. Blue. So yeah, that would make sense. That also would make sense too if the weather's changing and you recently kicked the vid. Yeah. <laughs> Still suffering some of the effects of it. Like earlier today, it sounded like I've been partying in a bar for a week. Right? But yeah, it's just like randomly my voice will sound like like it does right now. You can kind of hear that grovelly kind of part to it. Um, I still have a bit of the cough. And yeah, the the taste buds. No, they're tasty? still they're still fucked. Mm. Um <laughs> went to eat some of those love heart candies. Yeah. I love those things because of how they taste. And they didn't taste right at all. They tasted kind of like somebody had added dryer sheets to them like they're flowery oh, no. and gross and bleh. so that wasn't enjoyable I'm and mes- me- mesquite barbecue barbecue chips normally you know how that they're really like compow to your face right mm-hmm. you know they're kind of subdued and i've tried multiple bags from different places and it's like the the best ones though have you are like, you just the old like, dutch yeah, double crunch those, ones or yeah. whatever oh yeah they're good have you had them though yeah i've had them since and and chicken still doesn't taste right either it tastes like alligator alligator tastes like alligator because you always ask what does alligator taste like tastes like chicken but if chicken could taste like anything else i think it would taste like alligator so sure except for me it tastes like nothing still (laughs) it's just texture there's no flavor Yet. Oh, and that's the fucking worst part of chicken is like when it gets dry in your mouth and there's no flavor, it's just texture and you just want to Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm well, sorry. I tell you, that's the one part of COVID. It definitely makes you not want to eat food. Like you just lose all joy for food. That's true. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's our fucked up episode this week. 
I'm sorry for ruining everybody's morning. <laughs> well, whose morning did you ruin? Well, anybody who had to listen about this, like it's not the morning though. Well, <laughs> then we've, then we, we've just ruined their afternoon or their I, day. I would like I would like to think people wake up on Monday morning going, Oh my god, I can't wait to listen to getting high with true crime. <laughs> it's here with those delightful women have to say today. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't have to apologize to Jesus this time, though. Well, get on it. Sorry, Jesus. I forgot to apologize to you, Jay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> this has been fun. I yes. like this. This is a fun job that I get to have hanging out with you. That reminds I me. I just wanted to tell you that. Sometime I will have to tell you about some of the stories my neighbor or new neighbor Jason has been telling us. Like he is Italian, like Italian, Italian. Oh, yeah. Cool. And and he's like, and he kind of gives off like mafia vibes. He's not. That's so funny. But he could totally do the role without even trying. And some of his stories he has, oh my god, if I could just record them, people oh, would be on. pissing their pants. I'm gonna talk to him at some point and see if he would he would be okay with that. I don't know if he would or not, so I'm not gonna assume he would. But um he told us some good ones tonight. Oh my god, they were hilarious. Will, I'll tell you about them. On. Yeah, side yeah, we'll do that in the yeah. after the show talk. <laughs> yes. So, Lydia, mm. how do you think that went? <laughs> Which part? This episode? <laughs> yeah, this is the after the show part. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm still recording. Shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I am still recording, so I know. shit. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. There's, like, a dog and a cat trying to break into the space that I'm sitting in currently. Yeah, so. I should probably go. I got a, I'm knitting, not knitting, sorry, crocheting my grandfather a blanket. Oh, so. cool. Yes. Oh, I saw you. Were you asking? Yeah, that was you asking questions. Mm-hmm. In the craft barn? Yeah. Yeah. Did you shout, out, shout out to the Dark Poutine craft barn. They have oh, some yeah. good peeps when you have crafty questions. So. We'll stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. And yes. Dark Poutine is a good, good podcast on its own, too. Accurate. And have you checked out Supernatural Circumstances? Because Mike Brown, the host of Dark Poutine, he also co-hosts uh, Su- Supernatural Circumstances with Morgan Knudsen. I've met her as well. I will. It's good. It's all like paranormal stuff, and it's very, very informative. I do not know how to spell. No. no I'm going to check that out for sure. So yeah, you, you should. You should. Thank you, Linnea. Recommendation. Yeah, I'll talk to Morgan. Maybe she has a little promo blippy I can add in at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good idea. Because, yeah, no, she's she's been great. She's one of the other ones that gave me a lot of information, like good, good information about where to find certain things and stuff and how to go about certain things, setting up for the podcast and that too. So oh. she's, she's been very valuable she's in our baby. beginnings lovely wealth of information yeah and one day i'll have to have her on too and she said she would like to 
just she's a lot busier than we are mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's got a lot on her plate but Fair one day enough. we'll we'll make it happen yeah sounds good okie dokie well stay lifted <laughs> <laughs> like you are right now you look like so weird Oh, thank you. <laughs> Your eyes are like so huge right now. Like it's not even funny. I'm trying to keep them. Where the fuck's my stop record? Oh, there they moved it. God damn bastard. Oh, di- <laughs> sorry, Jesus. See, it was gonna happen. There's the button. Okay. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Fuck, where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs>